and welcome. I'm Emily. And I'm Tom. And, and we, we are, are Things Wicked and Twisted. We are a new podcast, and our goal is to provide light amongst the wild and mysterious conspiracies, cults, and the unknown that exist. Emily, I don't know about you, and I don't know about our visitors, but I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I'm excited for some time off. I'm excited for food. I'm excited to break my diet. <laughs> I was recently at a lovely Friendsgiving. I made an obscene amount of asparagus. I don't know if you've ever cooked. I'm going to stop you right there. You said I went to a Friendsgiving and the thing I brought was asparagus, not yeah. like potatoes, mac and cheese, like asparagus was your go-to. Oh, well, it only gets better because I brought asparagus because as you know, Emily, I am a caring and considerate individual. You are. I will give you that. Yes. <laughs> so the hosts, one of them is gluten-free and the other one is lactose intolerant. So I wanted to be kind and come up with something that meets those dietary requirements. So I made. Okay. So you were like, I'm going to make a vegetable that makes your pee smell weird. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to be uncomfortable. Like okay, they only great. have one bathroom. I just wanted to make sure that when you walk out of the bathroom, you were just hoping that no one was waiting for the bathroom. So that no everyone one knows what you ate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that was the goal. But I don't know, Emily, if you've ever made six bushels of asparagus. I've never um, bought a bushel of asparagus in my whole life. <laughs> so no, I've never had six. The, um, in the grocery store, the little like bundle of asparagus tied with them, um, mm -hmm. that's a bushel, right? Is it a peck? They look like, like little green fingers. Like All right. So I bought a lot of green fingers and wonderful. It, it was a lot, like it was a lot of asparagus. And I just, I felt like, like wrinkled asparagus fingers into somebody's home, but I did it. And the thing <laughs> that bothered me the most. Tell me they didn't eat it. Tell me not a single person touched it. No, everyone ate it, but everyone else brought cornbread. You're supposed to eat that on Thanksgiving. I mean, right, I don't eat hosts, that. I do a very The I hosts were gluten-free and lactose intolerant. Yeah, but so you go God through the pain food. when you want food. You do go through the pain when you want that food, huh? I've never met a lactose intolerance person that doesn't eat lactose. <laughs> like they always eat cheese. Oh my God, that's else. so true. Had mentioned that. They were like, I don't know anyone that's lactose intolerant that doesn't eat cheese. Like, how can you live a life without cheese? I don't understand. Cause like I couldn't, I think for me, the biggest thing is like, I could never not gluten. I would need to eat gluten no matter what. Right? Like gluten is life. And if that means taking my own, well, I know that got pretty dark, but that I can I ask what like... you're drinking today, Tom? What is, what is it you're drinking right now? Uh, I'm going old school. I'm drinking a Guinness. You know, it's so funny you say that I went old school too, but I'm drinking like that really cheap Burnett's vodka that only an 18 year old could afford at one point in their life. Oh, and I, I mixed that. it with like the most terrible sugary drink I could. So now it tastes like a four loco watermelon and I'm going to die probably. Well, you guys have heard it here. Emily's last words. It's okay. We'll find that bridge one day. One day the bridge. Um. Anyway, Emily, I'm sure that everyone really wants to hear more about our 
shenanigans. However, I have a story to tell you today. Isn't okay, it weird to think that people question. from Norway have listened to us rant? <laughs> I just feel bad as like a stubborn American because I don't know another language, but apparently Ugh. somebody in Italy has learned English and is listening to our podcast. Like that fascinates me. That and You know what? Thank you. Thank you because we are incompetent. <laughs> we can't <Yeah>. learn another <laughs> language. <laughs> I'm I'm almost 30. It's there's no going back. I'm not learning the, another language. I've accepted that I can barely speak English. The Duolingo app or whatever with like that little bird. I put oh, in my birth date and it was like no. You can't <laughs> sign up. It, it turned you back. It said no, honey. You're all done. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. All right. I'm so excited. Tell me about your story, dude. Hi, Emily. Well, what do you think about World War II? All right. If you ask my boyfriend, I bet you he could tell you everything under the sun about World War II. But I don't know about okay. you. I slept through most of my history classes, which is awful. Um, World War II happened after World War I. I know that. I'm honestly going to sound like an idiot. Uh, was World War II... Wait, World War II was with Nazi Germany, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And okay. that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, the Nazis apparently may have had a secret base in Antarctica. Um, no, I'm telling no, no, I'm, no Nazi walked their ass up to Antarctica and said, see this tundra of white cold where I could die. This is where I want to be. Right, I'm um, excited. Yeah. So in World War II, uh, over the North Sea, we had a lot of British uh, aircraft fleet flying over those seas. These were initially disregarded, but it turns out the Nazis were sending them. Do you know why? The Nazis were sending. What did the signal sound like? So I believe it was a lot of like encrypted white noise, but spotted okay. from the air in 1947 mm -hmm. um, and then later reached physically by the Soviets in 19. 1952, um, it turns out uh, the Russian Arctic National Park unearthed the remains of a secret base on a remote island known as Alexandria Land. It was north of Russia, about a thousand miles shy of the North Pole. Wait, yes. okay, so wait, is this a conspiracy theory or is this like proven to be? This is proven to be. So again, in 1952, that Russian Arctic National Park unearthed the remains of this secret base. So this secret base turned out to be a weather station used by the Nazi army. What on earth did they need a weather station at the North Pole for? <laughs> Sure. So this was a secret weather station and weather stations were common targets during World War II and other wars. They were a high target because it's really advantageous for any army to know the weather in terms of flying their bombers or for their fleets in the sea and stuff like that. This base was particularly dangerous for its crew because of their proximity, their closeness to allied territory, and they were completely out of range from the German. So they, I think, I'm, I'm trying to understand why so it was dangerous because they were too far away from the germans yep so it's in the north pole it's well it's about a thousand miles south of the north but did they think that like people were going to come and attack them over there is that what they thought yeah so it was a german secret weather station and they were using it 
to like predict the weather in the North Sea, but it was mm-hmm. so close to Allied territory and out of range of their own fleet to protect. So they they kept it secret because they obviously they didn't want it found because it would be destroyed during the war by the Allies, and they needed that data that they can you know arrange their bombers and as well as their Luftwaffe. I'm pronouncing that wrong, and anyone that speaks German, I want you to say it again, please. <laughs> Luftwaffe. Can you hand me my Luftwaffe? I need another Luftwaffe. Can you pass over the Luftwaffe? I'm going to say that at Thanksgiving. Please do. As delicious of a a meal that the Luftwaffe sounds, it was a considerably (laughs) large ship in their fleet. Um. So it was really close to Allied territory, but they needed to be there because it was the only like um, territory that they could find that was hidden so that they can conduct weather reports over the Northern Sea so that when they flew bombers like through England and stuff like that, they had weather so that they can like align their bombers accordingly, okay? See, you know, this is the thing and me and Mark talk about it all the time. I'm not saying that anything that the Germans did in in Nazi Germany was good at all, but you have to admit how strategic they were about everything. Like that is impressive. Oh, you just wait because it gets better. This worked really well. But Emily, if I'm close to the Allied border and I have to go through Allied territory seas to get to this secret base, from Germany. Someone has to see you, right? How would I do that? How would I do that? Like, oh can God. we just? I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. All right. So, so I'm going to the North Pole. <laughs> I have to cross through Allied territory. I, I'm going to go with a crazy, I, I'm going to say that they did it underground. Am I correct? Well, you're kind of correct. They used U-boats, U-boat submarines. But here's the crazy thing. Um, When that base is discovered and they went through the scientists' journals and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, those journal entries did include information that these U-boats would pass physically, directly, right under Allied fleets in the sea. And none of them got detected? None of them got detected. See, I'm telling you, they were so, it's terrifying how like smart and strategic they were. It really is terrifying. Can you imagine being on an allied fleet and then learning historically later that That while you were there, that you are fighting literally sailed right underneath your boat? It feels like, that minute like where you're in the water and you think a shark's underneath you for a second and like maybe it like, is maybe it isn't shark. you don't know yeah that's, that's the, the shark. shark literally that is the shark you're correct that is terrifying to think of like i wish i could come up with a better word than terrifying. when you go to the beach next summer there's a u-boat but like low-key actually though like so emily and i are based out of new england and um if you actually go to like some of the beaches in maine only like I don't know, like a couple thousand feet or whatever off of that beach are like literal like Navy submarines that are just chilling. And I oh, think yeah. it's wild. 
in a future episode, Tom, I'm really excited to do this one. It's not the next episode, but in a future episode, I am going to talk about like towns and cities that have sunk underneath water and that people use as like lakes now and how they're haunted. What? Oh yeah. You're going to be mesmerized by this. All right. Well, let's, let's stick with this story. So, um, so this base brought them weather forecasts and they did a lot of, um, as atmospheric like research, like they just did a lot of research there. Right. So in, uh, 1952, um, it was initially discovered. And then in 2016, so many, many, many years later, very recently, an archaeological investigation was made. Um, they had really, really, really warm weather, which is really uncommon for the area. So this group, I guess, found funding and decided to go back. The remains included weather balloons, um, astronomic data, thermometers, journals full of data. Wait, so they they went back to the Alexandria in Island? In 2016, they went back. They found unusually That's... warm weather and decided to do an archaeological dig because otherwise all of this stuff would have been accumulated under so much ice. Holy cow. So like recently, we went back to this Nazi base. Okay, so hang on. This one, this blows my mind because I definitely thought that this was a, a conspiracy theory and that none of this had been proven 100%. Two, that makes me believe that, you know, how there's a conspiracy going around that Hitler like survived and left for Argentina and lived out his days in Argentina. We need to do a story on that now. Well, but we're not even there yet. Like we're not oh even there. This is oh the God. North Sea. We haven't gone to the South Sea yet. Oh my God. So in all of those journals, we discovered that over 700 reports were sent via radio back to Germany from that base. These signals were never discovered during the war and they were probably those mysterious signals that our allied fleets were picking up as they traveled over the North Seas. So through those mysterious signals, though, like, was it static and then Morse code? Did you find anything on, like, what I the secret signals? I didn't find anything in terms of how those signals presented themselves. But um, what I did find is just the behavior of pilots back then were to scan the radios, like the foreign radio signals and stuff like that. So they must have picked up a lot of static. I also know that back in World War II, they were still using a lot of Morse code and stuff like that. Um, so this is probably encrypted in some way, but they were picking up, you know, a, some sort of pattern or some sort of collection of patterns and they just weren't able to recognize it. So they, you know, they logged it, but they, they never like investigated it because why would there be a secret Nazi weather station right so close to allied territory yeah it wouldn't be something that you right they just they didn't expect it they wouldn't like why would there there's no strategic advantage for being up there other than weather forecasts and they just didn't think about it 
Well, and also that they're thinking, okay, it, even if the Nazis wanted to come up here and do that kind of stuff, we would see them. We would see them coming. They have to go through our territory. They weren't thinking that they were going underwater and completely bypassing everybody. Yeah, and exactly the same way that signals get sent out is similar to like a walkie-talkie. So you can switch channels and some channels you'll find chatter and others you won't. So it's easy to skim by those too. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So Emily, I got to ask if they had such a successful weather station, if their signals are undetected, how do you think they kind of wrapped up up there? I think they died. I don't think they ever they let did. those people come back. <laughs> did they? They did. did they really? But oh my God. not by allied soldiers, not by warfare. They left them there, right? But by roundworm. What is roundworm? First off, you say roundworm, and my mind goes to the episode of SpongeBob where there's a giant like earthworm living in a cave, and Sandy Cheeks is like, I can take it. <laughs> well, they didn't document it that well, so it is possible. Um, but what they did find um, via journals is that this was abandoned in 1944. Um, the crew had eaten tainted bear meat, and the bears had roundworm which then in turn infected themselves. So so they just died by accident. It wasn't even that. Like nothing was thought of. They just died by accident. They just died by accident. They ate some bad bear meat and got roundworm. And, and they then, never sent anybody to look for them? Nope. The station was never remanned um, because the war wasn't really going well at this point. In 1944, they had relocated they reallocated their assets and this station was never remanned um so up until that 2016 archaeological dig all of those journals all of those supplies all of the ammo the 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 weather balloons everything was still there sitting in ice and i wonder like was it all underground? Like, was it all completely underground? All of their materials, all of their like hideout, their weather balloons, or was it on the surface? Uh, I mean, so over time, when you're looking at the North and South Pole, like you just see a, a decent acclimation of ice. So I believe this was initially spotted by air and viewers are welcome to like do their own research because there's so many. You already know I'm Googling this. it right now. Absolutely. The Googs. <laughs> the Googs. Hey, right, I've got to go to the Googs machine. So enough about roundworm. Let's get to Antarctica. Yes, I had the I, lovely, you're me. I had the lovely discovery of discovering that Germans love margarine butter. No, I I'm gonna stop you there. No one loves margarine butter. <laughs> No, it's well, not the even Germans real butter. Do. I do too, but like it does not do well for my diet. <clears throat> but I love margarine butter too. So I can get behind it. What I can't get behind though is that the main ingredient back then for margarine butter was whale oil. Yeah, because it's that's what margarine is. It's literally just lard, basically. Yeah. And just they fat. purchased that whale oil from Norway. Okay. But during World War II, Norway would not allow them to use their ports. They would not trade with them. So on top of that, 
commercial whaling in the north was extremely limited. So between the inability to trade with Norway and the very limited and overregulated commercial whaling, which Emily, as we kind of talk about that, and I was reading that, that kind of ties to the, like the Finland, the not existing conspiracy. I'm telling you, maybe Finland doesn't exist. Bread. Like, can we just, can we just? It, I'm telling you, this kid's parents might not be lying. I don't like, I mean, I'm a little bit leaning towards you because like even these resources are saying like commercial whaling in the North is really limited in World War II. Like it's a possibility. But anyway, Germans started to look towards the South Sea. They needed that butter. Like they needed, everyone needs that butter. Like everyone needs that butter. And like every six months or so, I like rediscover like a toasted English muffin with butter on it. Okay, and but butter, not margarine. I know. But margarine's because, like margarine's no. like when you're in like a pinch and you don't want to like is not. It break never apart ha- hard Do you butter. know I've never bought margarine in my entire life? Because like, no, Tom. But that's like the soft spreadable butter. Like, because <laughs> what kind of psychopath like leaves hard butter out on their like countertop? Me every fucking day. I have a butter dish for it specifically. Does that not go bad? No, because butter doesn't need to be refrigerated. You're going to get roundworm. I, like the day, find the me a day bear. Find me a tainted worm, bear. Send me to Antarctica to find a tainted bear. The day you get roundworm, I'm going to be like, it was that freaking butter on that counter. The day that I get roundworm, I want you to bury me in a grave of margarine butter. <laughs> just, Deal. just a solid casket of Deal. margarine I'm going to need butter. that in writing. I'm going to need that in writing. All right, I'm going to give you a cut check by tomorrow. All right. Well, you all heard it here. You all heard it here. Um, so this will be played later at a court date. Um, hello, yes, Jerry. This will be the eulogy of this my This is why hero. I did this. Robert's um, not invited. So, um, so Hitler wanted to claim a part of Antarctica for himself. What doesn't Hitler want? Right. Apparently, <laughs> but, real oh, butter. Actually, apparently, you know real what? butter. He wanted to be an artist, but couldn't because he sucked. But he actually really yeah. did. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Jesus Christ. What a what a dickhole. He can go hang out with Robert. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway. Um, so uh yeah, so Hitler wanted to claim a part of Antarctica for himself. So by the summer of 1938, um, Captain Alfred Richter pronounced that, that wrong too, uh, a decorated World War I commander was selected. Here's the weird thing though. He married a Jewish artist and was not a member of the Nazi party. Stop, stop. I don't, I'm- So like, does no. he just like make exceptions for margarine butter? That, Like, yes. could I have like come out from hiding because my mother's Jewish, so like I'm Jewish? Could I have just like come out from hiding and been like, here's some butter. Like, don't, don't kill me. Like, you just lather yourself up in it. They think that yeah. you are butter. Yeah. Just like, I'll come out lathered in lard and like, in like an inchworm, like just kind of like inchworm my way out of hiding. Like it's, it's both artistic, which Hitler would appreciate. 
should we be podcasting right now? Do we hear the things coming out of our mouth? Okay, back to this story. He was one of the most uh, experienced polar navigators in Germany, though. So, like, I guess if you know Wait, what a like Hitler Hitler was or the other guy no this this uh I guess this Captain Alfred who is married to a Jewish artist okay so Captain Alfred who marries Jewish artists not and a is member not of the a Nazi, Nazi party but Captain Alfred not a Nazi okay all right hey we like yeah. people who know how to drive ships and aren't Nazis. we like an Alfred we like an Alfred we do we did oh Alfred the butler from Batman all right that's what I'm picturing yeah, everyone likes an Alfred they I don't know a bad Alfred. Like, I don't know an Alfred that I wouldn't want to vibe with. Never. And in Italy, Alfredo. There you go. Yeah, Alfredo. Right? Right. Um, so for three months, uh, they put a ship through a remodel for breaking ice um, so that they can get through that terrain. In 1938, 18 scientists and other crew members um, set sail. A month later, they reached the Antarctic coastline. Um, at that point, they sent, um, my research kept coming up with flying boats, but I have to imagine that's just helicopters. Um, <laughs> I don't think the German language like translates well. No, like, hang on, hang I on, would... hang on. Isn't this the time of blimps? Do you remember blimps? Yes, it could also that, be that. It could is also be that. Is that what they that. mean? I don't know why that but, like, um, just triggered a random memory in my mind, but. But my research kept spitting back flying boats. So, I mean, I just, I want to envision that SpongeBob episode where he's like on like a flying boat. <laughs> the flying Dutchman. And he's like, Lilo, 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 So let's just Alfred. imagine that. So SpongeBob is on this boat. Um, this region was unexplored. Um, Hitler had sent them to a specific part of Antarctica that was between Norwegian and British zones. Um, but the region that they were exploring was unexplored. Um, while they were exploring in their SpongeBob flying boats, uh, one flight crew ran really low on fuel and had to toss a bunch of supplies out. Um, What's really notable here is they had a bunch of medical, uh, not medical, I'm sorry, metal swastikas, like little pins that they had dropped out to like lighten the weight of that flying boat so mm -hmm. they, they can make it back to the ship. Um, can you imagine it raining metal swastikas? I, I don't ever want to live in a world like that. I, yeah, I think we're good. Like, can we just... Um, so to this day, those are still there. They're still there. The swastikas are still there? The swastikas are still there. Just like chilling in the ice? Just ch just straight chilling. No one picked them up? I mean, there's like so many, like we're talking like hundreds oh, guess, of thousands, yeah. like in why, ice. Like why were they bringing over. that to Antarctica though? Like I, that doesn't make any sense. So my research says that they wanted to, like once they clean the area, essentially fly a bomber over the expanse of the area and then just dump them like in a line or like in a- You know, they had a lot of really big plants here. They were like not into recycling. Is the Not even a little getting. bit. Not even a little. 
they they thought there was no their shit didn't stink there was no flaw in this plan whatsoever but they weren't expecting tainted bear meat yeah like they're just not into recycling although that's like a little ironic because they hunted me bear but like you know what we'll give it to them like i like margarine too um so uh so in 1939, they decided to sail home. Uh, they had notes. They said yes to the whale station. This was just a reconnaissance mission. So they were on their way home to have margarine butter with Hitler. Um, on their way home, they also detected, this is interesting, scans of the ocean floor detecting a bunch of activity, like volcanic activity. Um, oh, this would later... Me. This would later be known as we know as the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, uh, a region where two plates meet and there's a bunch of underground volcanoes. That's a thing. Oh. That's something that we discovered many, many, many years later. That's um, awesome. So the rumors still exist. We have hard evidence that they were in Antarctica. They were surveying and they did want to commit to building there they were going to build this base they were going to build this whaling station so that they can make margarine butter this is proven this is in logs it is so insane on the ground that is so insane to know that they did all of this so that they could claim for for not even butter for fake butter they were like we are going to do this for fake butter butter? can you believe believe that it's well Could you fat. believe it? <laughs> also, believe like now I want like no. whale oil butter. Like it's you no, no, you don't, Tom. You do not want that. Um wow. So, right, but so here's where the hard research stops mm-hmm. and we enter a territory of unknown. Okay. The Nazis were not just into butter and like Honey, like I can, if I meet someone who's like just about butter, like I'm into it. Like I'm into it. Okay. But Weird like, flex, but okay. <laughs> but like, they're not just about butter. So the rumor stands like they did expeditions here. It's in the logs. They have metal freaking swastikas on the grounds of the coast of Antarctica. What else were they doing down there? There's rumors that they were, yeah, there's rumors that they were doing, you know, producing hard water for nukes, which is a main ingredient. Um, You know, there's rumors that they still have secret bases down there. Um, I don't know. I think, honestly, I think that if this is true, like if the fact that we've actually found like the starts of their secret base is true, I'm wondering what other conspiracies that are about. Because you know what? We always say, like, it's crazy. No, that couldn't have happened. But I don't know, man. The Nazis were a different, like, breed of human. Right. So I don't know. Anybody willing to do atrocious things like that? I don't know. You shouldn't underestimate them. You shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Antarctica, though, out of all the places, they were like, Antarctica is where we're going. Right. So, I get well, I guess I get it because it's closer to like England and the UK and all of that. So the really like interesting thing is like as I'm doing this research, like I'm discovering that like if the Nazis weren't such a horrific force that did horrific things, 
-hmm. their science sector was so advanced for that time. It was. Their Can you imagine was enormous. if Hitler was actually like loved and treated well and like had his like ambitions supported they, as a child? Like, honestly, if if he didn't create such like an insidious, horrific party, he uh, like he could still be around today, like in a considerable position doing scientific stuff. You could, because again, feel bad for the child of like horrible, horrible people, but never the adult, because those choices they made on their own as an adult. He chose yes. to do horrible things. But the child Hitler probably could have turned out well. Right. And like, this is uh, definitely a conspiracy. So stay posted viewers for another day, but- We're going to have to follow up on this one. The, I'd like to. Yes, I would love to do a part two on this one, but I would also like to do one on, and we'll get to this in a later episode that is supposedly the US government had hired Nazi scientists to work in the, Na the NASA program early I swear on. to God, that is so true. That is true. That is true. But the weird thing is, is that when they hired them and brought them over to the US and changed their names and blacklisted all of that information so that they can get some sort of protection, mm -hmm. they put them all in the same freaking state, in the same freaking town. Yeah. Well, that's, you, that's actually very normal of immigrants is that they all get put in one spot. That like, can we just, can we just? Can we do, I'm not saying it's the right way to go. I'm just saying <laughs> that that's actually pretty normal. And it actually, it happened a lot with the Laos community as well. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, back to my story, it's like, you know, as I'm doing this research, it's like not unreasonable to think that they were there for other reasons. Like I'm, like I'm a boy for butter, like I'm into it, but like also, <laughs> but like also, I'm just, I was just letting you sit in that, just just sit in what you just said. I, I I'm a boy for butter. That's Tom, everyone. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Quotes I've said this week. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I mean, they couldn't just be there for that, right? No, they couldn't. I, they, they, as you said earlier, had a diabolical plan of Hitler taking over. I mean, Hitler wanted to take over the world, though. That's the thing. It's not uncommon right. for me to believe that he would have gone to an area that's pretty desolate of people to try and conquer that because those are some of the easiest places to conquer. It's There's nobody there to base. fight you off. It's yeah. a starting base. And like, I believe the principal rumor around this is that Germany isn't the one and only epicenter of production for the Nazi party. Like, right. If he established a smaller population in Antarctica, he could have like controlled the trade. Right. Because the territory that they explored in Antarctica is larger than the size of Germany. Yeah. It's larger. And like we were talking about earlier, it's closer to other places that he wanted to conquer so we're talking about the uk it's in those waters right those same waters yeah. and knowing that they have you u submarines they would have very easily been able to exploit an attack yeah so i mean i'll leave it to our viewers um you know if you wow. guys have any rumors or leads like we would love to do a part two to this 
um, conspiracy theory proven, please email us at podcastwickedtwisted at gmail.com. We'd love to hear more about that. We want to hear your input. We want to hear if you guys have any additional tales to follow. I want to know specifically if you all love margarine as much as Tom, if you're interested in whale blubber. We could probably work that into the next if episode. If you have like a whale blubber, like margarine recipe, like I'm accepting recipes. I will let you know if you send me any whale blubber recipes, I will delete them and ask you to please never listen to us Oh again. yeah, that's not very humane right now, but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I'm a boy for butter. Okay. On that note, Tom, I guess I'll see you next week. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to go eat some butter. Thank you, everyone. Good night. All right. Good night.